Yes, uh, let me begin this podcast with a yawn. That's your salutation. I'm yawning to you. <laughs> That's amazing, but it, it's just it's just the way it is. It's psychosomatic. You know, I had horrible sleep patterns lately. It's just amazing. My daughter um, was on her way down here in the snow. She was doing well. Till she hit Idaho, I think she said the canyon. So through uh, through Western Wyoming, it was pretty good. It was good into Idaho stretch of road that I'm familiar with. And then when she hit the the canyon, everything changed. It was freaking blizzard. I mean, um, her car spun out and she ended up in snowbank. Some guy with a truck got out and helped push her car out so she could get back on the road. And she had to turn around and go back home uh, to Wyoming and wasn't able to come. And I just went up there Sunday, so I'm not going back up. Oh, yes, hold on. I'm going to get these yawns out. It seems as if my days are becoming my nights and my nights are becoming my days. And there is some advantage to that, or there's an attractive quality to that. And the attractive quality is, is I don't have to deal with people. Yeah. I've, and I think this is the way society's going though. I'm fighting it. Um, I'm not going to be one of those extreme moles that burrows his way into the ground to avoid everybody. I'm not that kind of a person, but I have to admit, um, it is, it is nice, um, to have my solitude. Um, it's nice to have my alone time. Notwithstanding family and friends who I like to interact with, um, like yesterday with Laura, um, I came back Sunday. Well, um, Monday, <sighs> Laura, my wife's best friend, she's a friend of mine too, but she was my wife's best friend. They went to college together and stuff. She, she was pressing me to come down or come up from where she lives to help me, um, do things around the house, you know, spread seed, um, rake the yard, all that kind of stuff. She's very good about stuff like that. Very, um, just very good about helping other people, helping other people. She really likes. That's the thing. She helps me continuously every week. She's up here two, three times a week. Um, so we did, um, my yard people had come and cut the grass and did the edging and all that stuff. So, Laura's coming. Um, I clean my cars out because I have a bad habit when I travel um, and buy treats and drinks and stuff. I'll drink the drinks, eat the treats, and I'll throw the trash in the passenger side floorboard area. So where the passenger seat are, there will be, you know, Sam Pellegrino bottles, <laughs> you know, wrappers from Biddle Honeys and, you know, Milky Ways and stuff like that. I don't eat a lot of crap food. I try to eat healthy. But all the wrappers, all that kind of stuff, um, ends up on the floorboard of the passenger side of the car because I'm traveling alone, so nobody's with me. Um, And, you know, the Arby's and McDonald's, whatever, wherever I ate, the trash ends up there. So after a trip, like, to my daughter's and back, there will be a, a good accumulation of trash. Oh, so when I get home, I have to clean the vehicles out. Then there's always coats and boots because I want to 
and there's water. Of course, there's bottles of water if I get stranded somewhere. So my vehicles uh, are equipped so with guns too, by the way. So if I end up getting stranded somewhere, I have the guns for protection. I have the water to drink. I have foods to survive on until I'm, you know, able to, to get back home or to where I'm going, whatever the case may be. Just something you do. Well, anyway, Laura came. We did all the stuff on the yard. It was like almost four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and that's typically when she leaves unless we go to dinner. Sometimes we end up going to dinner together, which um, if my daughter is here, then we especially go because it it looks better to have my daughter there. I don't really like um, having dinner alone with married women, even though she's been a friend for over 30 years. It's the fact. Um, it's just not it's just not good to do. I mean, once in a while. But on a regular basis, I don't think that's a good thing to do. I don't think it's good for married women to have be having dinner with somebody who's not their husband. Whether he's married or not doesn't make a difference. It's the fact that it's just not, you know, not a good thing to do on a regular basis, even if you're dearest friends. Well, my sleep patterns destroyed everything. But what I was thinking, because I went on, Okay, I went on um, Instagram because I, I always check my posts in the morning, see messages from friends and, and talk about them. Um, I answer their, you know, their, their posts or, <laughs> or I comment on their posts. Well, you know, I'm, I like to have fun. I like to just enjoy um, joking and living life, enjoying life. Um, and recently... Well, actually, I know the one woman from Periscope. Like, years ago, I saw her. Um, she's still doing what she always did in Periscope. I mean, she's a fun-loving person, too, but um, you get to see half of her. I mean, you get to see, you know, her rack hanging out, you know, her legs right up to her crotch. I mean, she doesn't show you, you know, her crotch area. She doesn't show you her breast completely removed, but... You get to see it, don't for you don't have to, you you know, you don't even have to use your imagination. There's enough there to figure it out. But she's playful and fun loving and stuff like that. So I can see past, you know, the showing herself and hoping people are going to comment on her beauty or pres presumed beauty. I can look past that because, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't matter to me. I mean, she's attractive and she's a lot of fun and she's, you know, she interacts. She'll she'll answer your comments. Um, so I think she's you know, I think she's a good person who thinks she's attractive and wants people you know wants to show enough of herself to get you know you know comments from people that are positive about her appearance because she has really really long hair and it's it's a brunette which is nice because I can't stand the freaking blonde hair. So in other words, there's her. And then there's this other one. I, well, they purport to be a woman, and they've asked me to talk to them, so it must be a woman because men do not ask other men to talk to them if the man's pretending to be a woman. It, I mean, it happens, but it usually doesn't happen to me. It's only happened to me a couple times where it turned out it was a dude, um, and then I kind of reproved them for being stupid. You know, don't don't approach me pretending to be a woman because it's not going to work out for you. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to correct you and say, what are you, why are you being stupid? You're a freaking dude. 
And I'm not even interested in women like you think men are interested in women anyway. I'm just into the friendship thing and having fun. Nothing beyond that. You know, so I usually correct them. Well, there's this other woman who, um, well, this other purported woman who is into day trading and, you know, cryptocurrencies and such. Well, I am too. I do that type of thing. Um, who now has requested to follow me and then con because I have a private account and talks to me and is trying, well, the person would like to interact with me and discuss cryptocurrencies. Um, I already have cryptocurrencies. I have them under control. Um, I put, like I told them, I've said I'm positioned myself where I don't need to be making extra income. I don't. I just need to manage what I have and let it grow and things like that, not be stupid, <laughs> which is what I've been doing. So my my response to their willingness or wanting to teach me about uh, Forex, which is foreign exchange, and cryptocurrencies is really that I don't have the need for extra money. You know, I just need to manage what I have, my resources, my investments. So I'm not, to me, it'd be like working again. So I'm not interested in spending time um, working on earning money so I can spend more money. It's, to me, it's asymmetrical. Uh, there's no desire. And I told this person, I have no desire. I don't have the need. Um, you know, so I'm not really interested. I, and I've been very honest with this person. Well, this person has persisted, wants a phone number, wants me to get on Google Hangouts, wants to know we can, when we can talk and stuff. So I've been very um, ambivalent about it, or ambivalent, rather. Because I don't want to commit to anything because I'm a type of person, if I commit to you on something, I'm going to do it. And if I don't want to do it, why would I commit? And that's what we're going to talk about right now. Damn, I spent 10 minutes of an intro. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, if we're going to do it this way again, there's three types of people in the world. Yeah, I hope you're ready for this one. There are the people who make commitments and keep commitments. Yeah, kaboom. I think that's pretty well understood. There are people who make commitments with every intention of keeping them and sometimes don't keep the commitment. That's that's a lot of people, but that's not the largest group of people that I have observed. The largest group of people I have observed are the group of people who make commitments with no real intention of, of keeping the commitment. They don't. In this day and age, commitments are passe. There's something that people just automatically do for a variety of reasons, but the the re the main reason is not to fulfill the the commitment. Now, in that subset of uh, to the third group, the subset is the people who make. Okay, I'm going to do this again because I got to make sure. I I feel I have to I have to know for myself that you're getting it. First group makes commitments, keeps commitments. Second group makes commitments, doesn't always keep their commitments. Third group makes commitments um, without the intention of keeping them, just makes them, doesn't keep them. You know, if they do keep them, it's coincidental. It certainly isn't because they made much of an effort. The subset of the third group falls in. There are two groups to the, to the third group, and that is people who intentionally make commitments without any um, – 
uh, I mean, with absolutely, when they make the commitment, no intention of keeping it. So one this one group of the subset makes commitments with no intention of keeping them at all. I mean, they they actually when they make it, they've already decided they're not going to do it. They're just making it for whatever benefit they perceive from making a commitment, whether it's alone with somebody or in front of people. And there's another reason they make it in front of people, and there's reasons they make it alone. Um, they make it in front of people to gain the confidence of other people and, you know, the, the validation and the kudos and all the positives that come from declaring you're going to do something in front of a group of people. Everybody applauds. Oh, he's so, he's so generous. He's so nice. Oh, or she, she's doing it again. She's helping people. That the people do in private want de deniability. What are you talking about? I never said I was going to do that. So they actually use it as a weapon against you. Uh, in other words, to position you as someone who who is a liar, someone who's trying to get you to do something you never agreed to. So there's reasons. The and sometimes the person is one who bounces between those two groups. They make public declarations, um, you know, to get the validation and the kudos, and then they privately tell the the person that they're going to do all this stuff. They go back and forth depending on the occasion that they're trying to misrepresent somebody and set them up as the saying goes. They promise them in public and then they deny, I mean, they promise them in private and deny in public. The other people who promise in public deny in private. So they'll make the declaration in front of a group of people. Then they'll tell the person privately, hey, things things happened. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to do what I said I'm going to do. Both for reasons to impact the person negatively. That's what the intent is, to harm the person they're promising they're going to do something for. Um, anyway, the vast majority of people today are people who make commitments they don't keep make promises they don't keep, um, make plans they don't follow through on, um, and assume responsibilities that they never, <laughs> never end up being responsible for. They also will channel their responsibilities to other people using a variety of, of machinations um, to escape the responsibility of, of things that are theirs. They farm them out, as the saying goes, to other people. Sometimes openly, sometimes covertly. Um, it's, it's just amazing the methods that people use to take their commitments, their responsibilities, and channel them to other people. This is almost like a freaking art form. And I've seen some pretty capable people who could have solved their own problems, could have done their own thing, sending it to other people. So it's not always... Um, someone who really needs help or someone who really could could benefit um, it's a person who some who just did not want to have responsibility they don't want to take responsibility for themselves now we're going to use those two women as a basis the one woman who does the videos of being half dressed and dancing around she does a variety of of shticks to you know to be seen and commented on. I think I think she's a good person um, who is physically attractive and knows it. And 
Does she have flaws in her appearance? Of course she does. I mean, I'm not going to point them out, but she is not the, the, you know, the perfect woman in appearance. She's not. There are things about her appearance that um, are not symmetrical, for instance. Um, but I would say most men, because <laughs> I know most men, they see a woman half-dressed. She's beautiful. <laughs> always makes me laugh when I read the comments. Oh, you're so beautiful. Um she posted something that said she was wearing a dress. I don't know what it is with women these days. Um, well, uh, who knows? The mind of a woman, right? Um, she wore some outfit. I don't even know if it's a dress. I can't qualify it as a dress. No, just an outfit. And the bottom is comprised of like a, a piece of cloth in the back that goes to the floor. I'm sure to cover her ass. That's what that's all about. She can sit down. But the front part is slit where the legs are. So there's like a loincloth in the middle. There's a piece of broad cloth that falls between her legs. So you can see her legs right up to her hips. Of course, this is intentional. Um, which I'm sure she bought the dress that way. So when she stands and moves, her legs go in and out of the dress. So you get to see her legs full length. And when she sits down, the clothes falls between her legs and she does purposely sit down It's part of the routine. Um, and then you can see her legs right up to the hip area, but you cannot see the center area of the crotch for whatever reason. She doesn't do that. I'm, I'm thrilled. She doesn't because I'm not interested in that. Um, I just like her as a person. She's fun. Well, in the breast area, she's wearing the fabric crosses her chest, like an X, like X marks the spot. And it supports her breasts, but the bottom part of her breasts are hanging out where you can see it. Women, let me tell you about men. Most men, when they see that, they're dying to find out where you are. They want you. Of course, that's why women dress like that, because they know they get male attention. But like I said, I think she's more about fun, and she's attractive. So she's just saying, hey, look at me. You know, I'll give you a little look, you know, or peek, or whatever you want to call it. You've got her. Um, who does that with purpose. And then you can contrast her, well, compare and contrast, to the woman who's discussing um, the Forex trading with me. Um, none of that stuff. It's all business. Um, she's very calculating. I can, I've been able to determine the two. The one woman is attractive, and she likes to show her body to a certain degree. I don't know if it's because she doesn't want to get banned on the platform or because she has modesty to a limit, meaning she doesn't mind if you see this much of her, but she would never just bear it all kind of a person, which is appreciative because I'm not interested in it. I know there might be men who are. I mean, I'm interested in her just as a person online that you can interact with. And when you're, when you're not on the app or the platform, they're not part of your life because she's not part of my life other than me going to Instagram and commenting on her videos. That's it. There's another one I comment on once in a while. And then there's a couple like a dude from Native American dude. And, and then there's a, there's quite a few on politics and history. One I had a real deep conversation with. I don't know. I don't know where he's getting his information from, but he is so ignorant of the facts. It's scary. Um, it's all almost all emotion with him. If you compare and contrast the first woman 
who's just, you know, having to have fun and, hey, look at me and little comments and stuff. To the woman who's more just business, this Forex thing is something she does and she, um, she's, you know, letting people know about it and she's trying to work with people um, uh, with the Forex thing. Big difference between two people. And I've sensed objectives of the second one. Um, this is her passion. And she wants to talk and get people involved with it. Um, and most people, if you talk money, they're interested. Most people, if you talk success, they're interested. Um, and because success and wealth are, are such broad statements, they're very subjective statements. Um, when, when people say, I just want to be rich, that's a subjective statement because it, by saying to someone, I want to be rich or I want to be happy or whatever they say when they use these broad statements, there's never enough information to identify what it is you really want. What does it mean you want to be happy? What does it really mean um, I want to be rich? Um, I want to be beautiful. Whatever the state, because I've had girls who are friends of mine just say, I just, I, I wish I was beautiful. And I'm thinking, you're freaking, to me, you're beautiful. What the hell's wrong with you? Seriously, that, that's me inside. You're not going to ever probably see that part of me because I keep it cloaked. But when there is, when a friend of mine, a woman, is very attractive, or in my eyes, beautiful, and she says to me, I wish I was beautiful. And I, my mind immediately goes into what the hell is wrong with you? You are beautiful. Now, I'm reluctant to tell them, but, I, but that's what I'm thinking. I can't understand why they don't realize that they're beautiful women. They're, and when I say beauty, I'm not talking about just physical. I'm talking about everything that entails beauty from within and beauty from without. Yeah. Um, so the whole thing. Or when I hear um, a woman or a man tell me they want to be successful, that doesn't tell me a, a damn thing, really, except that you really don't know what you want. So when you tell me I want to be rich or I want to be successful, these open statements, you're really not telling me what it is you really want. What you're telling me is you don't know what you want. Yeah. And because society readily accepts those types of subjective statements as definitive, you feel safe that you communicated what you want. Well, for me, no, you haven't. You've just said something that the world accepts as being definitive. And for me, it's not. Because if you tell me I want to be successful, you're going to have to tell me what level of success you consider being successful at. So, so, for instance, if, if being successful means you have your own business and you have four employees working for you and you're making $2 million a year, you know, you got to spell these things out for me because just saying I want to be successful is insufficient for somebody like me. Um, I may tell you you're an idiot. I tell you in a nice way, though. I wouldn't be offensive. I guess telling you an idiot is offensive. Whatever. You're just going to have to live with it. If you tell me something that to me is self-destructive or it's impossible or the probability says that um, chances are it's not going to happen no matter what you do, 
to me, that's idiocy because you're supposed to be formulating things that are going to be successful in your life. And I, well, that's a bad word. Let me, let me retract that statement. In life, you're supposed to be formulating things where the outcome is as beneficial as you could possibly make it. That's a better way of putting it because that's more, tr that's a true statement saying you're supposed to formulate things to be successful. Well, we haven't determined what you consider successful, so that's kind of mute. But if you if you said to me, I want to arrange things in my life so I'm able to pay my bills, um, have money in reserve if something happens, and have investments that produce residual income so I can maintain my independence, oh, well, I'm going to shake your freaking hand because, <laughs> yes, well, congratulations, brother. You have done it. Seriously. Um, for women who are, and some of the women I talk to are incredibly intelligent, but they don't know what they want. Oh, they think they do. They think they know what they want. The men I talk to, same thing. Um, pie in the sky, rooster cogburn types. Oh, they're, they're convinced they know what they want. And they argue with me. Uh, George, I think I know I, what I want better than you do. And I'll say, no, you really don't. You just think you do. And then they get, usually the men get a little irritated with me and aggressive. And then they'll say, well, then tell me what I want. And I, of course, I like the Spice Girls. I'll say what you really, really want, because I'm just trying to be funny. But I'll tell them, I can't tell you what you really want any more than you can tell me what you really want. Because you don't know. And I certainly don't know, because it's true. I don't know, but I know he doesn't know, and I know she doesn't know, because when I talk to them, they reveal that they don't really know what it is they want. They'll speak in blanket, ubiquitous terms such as, um, I want to be rich, I want to be happy, um, I want to be loved, I want to be appreciated. They speak in all these different with all these different terms without the definition, without specifics. And they certainly have no plan to get there. That's another thing that irks the piss out of me. They don't really have plans. They try to model their lives after so many other people that they consider successful, they consider happy, they consider whatever. And the thing is, is that when you look at other people's lives uh, that you think are, or the person is doing well, and you try to pattern your life after what these people did, you have to remember that they are just a template. That's it. That's a template. Because their experiences in life, though they may seem similar, are unique to them at the moment it happened. And to be able to synthesize what they did in their life to your life is impossible. Because the moment-to-moment -moment occurrences in their life are unique to them, and you will not be able to duplicate with exactness what happened in their life to benefit from it. And because you are who you are, whatever works for them may not work for you. It's hard to convince people of this stuff. Oh, they're just so damn smart, you know. And, oh, yes. They're, they're just, oh, they're superstars. They, yeah, their life, they're their, their own pilot, you know. The, I'm the captain of the ship.
Yeah, well, the Titanic had a captain, too. The Andrea Doria had a captain. The Stockholm had a captain. Must I go on? The Indianapolis had a captain. Let's not talk about sinking ships. They all had captains, <laughs> and they all went down. So please don't use that as a defense with me, because I'll have to, you know, unfortunately point out how flawed you are in your reasoning. The point is this. Every good thing results from commitment. Making promises to ourselves or making promises to other people, making promises to God or children or whatever. Whenever we make a commitment or assume a commitment to something or make a promise to perform, we're one of those three people I talked about. And if we're the third, we were the subset of the third. That is the fact. If you don't even know what category you fall into and you're not willing to accept uh, what category you fall into with honesty, there is no hope in this life that you're really ever going to attain to anything. Yeah. Because you don't even know yourself. In quote, unquote, you don't even know what you really, really want. Oh, you think you do. Talk to me and I'll help you understand you don't. I'll show you I'll show you those rooms with locked doors that you don't want anybody going into. I'll help you. I'll help you see who you really are. And I'll help you I'll help you to see how flawed you are in your assum in assuming that you know what you want and you know how to get there. But here's the truth. You need to do this. I don't mind helping you. But it's something that you need to realize. You need to come to the understanding of, and then you need to apply yourself. So you make changes in your life so you have the opportunities that you want. But you have to be definitive in what you want, who you want to be, how you're going to get there, what sacrifices you're going to have to make, what types of people you're going to, you know, congregate with or, um, or people you're going to interact with or have relationships with. It is like the sea sands on a seashore. You go to the beach and you see the beach, but if you get down about inches away from the sand, you see individual grains of sand, silica, that make up that beach. That's what our life is, individual grains of thought and action and opportunity all mixed together to make a beach. And that's B-E-A-C-H, not B-I-T-C-H. Yeah. I know people use those two interchangeably. Yeah. All right, it's 30 minutes. That's all you're going to get. I'm not giving you any more. This podcast is to help you begin your journey to where you want to go. And I think I made it quite clear. First, you have to, to determine honestly what type of person you really are. Then you have to determine what it is you want to become. Then you have to determine what you need to do to become, to become the kind of person you say you want to become or the level of success you wish to have or what you consider rich if you want to be rich. So whatever objective it is that you have in life, you have to follow first who you really are, who you want to become, and how you're, what you're going to do to become that kind of a person. That's it. Three steps. Okay, that's it. Now I'm saying goodbye. Go go do whatever you're going to do, but do something worthwhile. Don't vegetate. Yeah, all right, bye.